You are listening to Better Golf Academy with me, Hanju Lee. This is episode 10. Well, hello everyone. Okay, here's the thing. We all want to get better at golf. But for whatever the reason, our game just doesn't improve. Sound familiar? Okay, well, I'm here to share the best secrets of improving your score. This podcast is not about giving you swing techniques or swing tips, but it's about giving you specific strategies, a tangible plan, and fun ways to improve your score. So welcome to Better Golf Academy Podcast. You ready? All right, here we go. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Golf Academy Podcast. I am your host, Hanju Lee, and this is the 10th episode. Yay! Okay, I made it to number 10. Also, I finally hit my 1,000 download mark as of today. I'm at 1,108. Now, my next goal, 10,000. Okay. Um... Let me tell you what keeps me going, though. Um, it's you. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of them are in their, like, 300-plus episode. I try not to get too excited, but still, I think it's a great milestone, and I want to celebrate it with you. And speaking of celebrating, I got this awesome five-star review, and as promised, I will read it and give you a shout-out. It's from... Quarto Lover, and he or she writes this, by far the best podcast of all time. This is my favorite podcast I have ever listened to. Perfect for a morning commute or a restful lunch break. You will laugh, you will cry, and you will certainly learn about golf. Hanju is the best. Wow. Okay, this... <laughs> My favorite podcast I've ever listened to. That is such an awesome compliment. And I'm going to assume that you listen to lots of podcasts, like hundreds or thousands, right? Is that an accurate assessment? I knew it. Um, but thank you, Quarto Lover, for taking the time, for the kind words. I sincerely appreciate it. Um, so what are we going to talk about today? Today you ask, I want to discuss and pinpoint some things about golf that are pretty much 100% black and white. It is what it is, and you can't change it. It's scientifically proven, and the outcome has been collected as data, and that data is 100% accurate. There's nothing you can do about it. You just have to accept it. So why even bother talking about it? Because because if you understand it, I think it will give you the insight to help you work on and improve the areas you can change to help you get better results in the area you can't change. What? <laughs> Dude, what are you talking about? Okay. Now I got your attention. Okay, just keep listening. Okay, so I might be dating myself, but Back in the days of subscription magazines, remember those days? You subscribe to a magazine and it delivers to your house. Oh, they still do that? <laughs> I 
Okay, anyways, I subscribe to the Golf Digest magazine and also the Golf Magazine. And they will come every month uh, in my little mailbox and I would get them and I would flip through and I read the articles and I can't remember which magazine it was, but it had this interesting section that offered an idea or a tip on one side, on the left side, and then it offered a completely opposing view or idea or tips on the other side. And it was about the same subject, side by side. So as a golfer searching for truth and the perfect solution for my game, I became a bit confused, but also very, very fascinated with this concept. So let me give you some examples of the, the articles okay when i f- when i first started learning the game one of the most important key factors in my backswing was to keep my head still right you guys always heard that don't dip don't sway don't freaking move uh, i remember my coach was standing in front of me he held the golf club in his hand like he reversed the golf club so the grip would rest on my head And he wanted me to take a swing with a grip on my head, staying at rest without any movement in my head until the follow-through. Some instructors back then or even now use this concept to help golfers maintain their shoulder tilt from setup through impact. But this will give you great consistency and accuracy on your shots. Makes sense, right? But at the same time, a lot of instructors... We're saying that keeping your head still leads to a restricted motion back and through, which will now result in poor and inconsistent shots. In fact, a bit of a slide or swivel in your head produces more power. Who doesn't want more power, right? So now two completely opposing ideas. What was I to do? Okay, here's another one. For par threes, The biggest debate was to, hey, should I hit the ball off the grass just like any other shot with my irons uh, on the course, or should I tee it up? Well, there were and still are great arguments for both. Like, dude, tee it up. It's easier to hit the ball cleaner. Why wouldn't you want to take advantage of the game if it allows it? Or no, give yourself a good lie, but don't tee it up. You are trying to reinvent an iron shot? Why? So completely different opposing views, right? Now, now I heard the other day that debunked our favorite and most used tip that we all tell our fellow golfers out there when they chunk a shot, right? Hey, keep your head down. Well, now some people are suggesting that that very act of keeping your head down is the reason why you are chunking it. What? All right, I can go on and on. And well, this magazine article, month by month, certainly did. Every month, whoever was writing it, I think it was his or her job to just confuse people. Or maybe brilliantly, they were trying to let people know that golf is in a game of simple black and white. That this game of golf is much more than that. It's it's an individualized game, more complex, with a variety of colors, not just black and white. 
and shades of colors, which is mixed with technique, science, and art. Yes, art that involves mental, physical, and even spiritual component that when it's all aligned, understood, and executed, you can fully experience the fullness of it and appreciate the infinite details and beauty of it. Or maybe it's just a stupid game (laughs) that is created to frustrate us, make us scream, cuss, and throw our clubs, and teach us about hopelessness and despair. Okay, maybe it's just something somewhere in between. (laughs) But hey, as I said before, there are some truth and solid key fundamentals of the game that cannot be shaken and that you cannot change which can ultimately help us understand and improve the way we approach our practices, techniques, and the art of the game. Okay, ready for some golf science? Hey, by the, by the way, I read this book back in college days because I was bored and I was walking around in the library. And I found this old, old book on the shelf called Science of Golf. I don't, I don't even remember who wrote it. What it was, it was just an old book that was sitting there. And it was actually pretty life-changing for me. So I'm super happy to share some of it that I remember. So as I said at the beginning of the podcast, let's talk about the black and white facts about the game that you cannot change because science is science. Okay? So here are three fundamental equations that science provides in golf. And it is an answer to our three most fundamental questions we have in improving our game. So what are our questions? Okay, number one question that that comes up all the time, all the time. Number one, how do I hit it straighter? And here's an equation. Club face plus swing path equals ball flight okay what does that mean well your golf swing all comes down to this most important part of your swing and no it's not the setup it's not the takeaway it's the impact so here's the thing science doesn't care about your grip doesn't care about your stance whether your feet are shoulder width apart or closer it doesn't care about your shoulder turn it doesn't care whether your head is still or swaying it doesn't care where you teed up the ball high or low it just doesn't care all it cares about is what the club is doing in reference to the ball at the moment of impact and at the moment of impact is going to determine one thing the ball flight which way is the ball going to go And there are nine different ways that your ball will react at impact depending on these two key things. Your club face angle and your swing path. Okay, First, let's talk about the club face. The club face at impact is responsible for about 85% of the initial shot direction. So if your club face is completely square at impact, It's going to go pretty straight, okay, about 85% of the time, okay? And say you're right-handed and your club face is closed, 
which means it's facing left at impact. Guess what? It's going to go left of the target. And if your club face is open at impact, which is, means it's pointing to the right, it's going to go right of the target. That's just how it's going to be. That's just science. Okay. Now, your swing path will be responsible for the shot curvature based on the relationship to the club face. Okay, what does that mean? It means that if you are, again, right-handed and your swing path is a closed swing path, your ball's going to go left and then it's going to curve to the left. And that is called a pull draw. There are a total of nine different ball flight paths. And let me go over them real quick with you. Okay, we just talked about the pull draw, right? Your club face is left of the target and it is close to the swing path, okay? There's a second one called a pull straight. Your club face is left of the target, but your swing path is square, okay? Now, there's a third thing called pull slice, which your club face is left of the target, but your swing path is an open path. Okay, so there's a lot going on, right? Okay, now straight draw is your club face is square to the target, but your swing path is closed. Okay, straight shot, which your club face is square to the target, and your swing path is square. Okay, straight slice, your club face is square to the target, and your swing path is open. Push draw, your club face is right to the target, your swing path is closed. Push straight, your club face is right of the target, and your swing path is square. Push slice, the last one, your club face is right to the target, and your swing path is open. So why is this important science to know? Because this helps you fix the problems you're having with the ball flight. You have to figure out what to change to help you make a more square club face at impact and to help you make an intentional swing path to guide the direction and the curvature of the ball. This could mean that you could change your stance. This could mean that you could change your grip. This could mean that you could change your takeaway. There's no one answer to achieve that, but the most important fact is that when at impact, it needs to follow the law of the flight. Okay, isn't that totally cool? Doesn't that give you more hope of figuring out what to work on and how to fix your slice or your hook? Okay, so what's the second fundamental question? The question number two is this, how do I hit it longer? And here's an equation. Speed of swing equals distance. Now here's something you probably already know. With technology now, your club speed is easily measured. And guess what? The faster the club speed, the farther your ball will go. This is another one of those fundamentals of swing science. So how do you increase your driving distance? You increase the club speed. So there's an average speed chart that shows you that with a club head speed of about 90 miles per hour, 
your driving distance average can be around 230 yards. And with the average club head speed of 115 miles per hour, your driving distance average can be around 297 yards. Okay, so Rory McIlroy, his club head speed is around 120 miles per hour, which is uh, average yard. I think he clocks it at about 317 yards. That's pretty incredible. There's another thing called the ball speed. That's how fast your ball is traveling after impact. So why is this important? Because ultimately, that's what will determine how far your shot will go. This is where the technology can really come into play. The efficiency of the club when the ball is, is striking or where the ball strikes on, on your face of the club can determine how far it'll go. So you can start trying out different drivers to see which will offer the best efficiency for you. You can also try different kind of balls to see you know, which will react best after impact. So the club speed, which creates the ball speed, is the only thing that can help you hit it further? No. You can also keep the same club speed and increase the distance. How? It's called an attack angle. The attack angle is an angle measured from the horizontal ground to the angle at which the club head is moving at impacts. So you can tee it up a little higher and the head of the club can attack the ball from the bottom on an upward blow. Or you can also hit down on the ball at a negative angle. And this will now determine the launch angle, which will also determine the spin, which will determine the carry, and which will finally determine the roll and the final distance. So believe it or not, with the same club speed, just by changing the launch angle or attack angle, you can add 20 yards to your drive. Isn't that crazy? All right. So knowing all that now, what's the third and final fundamental question? And the third question is this. How do I keep hitting the same shots over and over again? Okay. Called consistency. And here's an equation. Larger muscles equals consistency. Here's a fact. Many golf swing faults are rooted in the overuse of small muscles. It's hard to control and it's harder to repeat. The overuse of arms and hands, which are considered small muscles, will get you in a lot of trouble. But using big muscle will be the key to your success. Okay, here are the big muscles, your legs, your glutes, your abs, your back, your hips, your shoulders. Consistency comes from focusing and delivering your swing from the big muscles, and 80% of it. Okay, develop the proper big muscle movement in your swing, and it will boost your power and accuracy. Your swing will become more efficient and consistent and also easier to diagnose it and fix it, okay? So those three, let's summarize. There, there's so many aspects of the game that are negotiable. That's one of the reasons why I don't talk about swing techniques on this podcast. There are so many different ways to achieve your goal. 
I can offer one suggestion, but someone else can offer something completely different, and the results could end up being the same. But why do we have to know the science behind it? Because it doesn't change. Is what we all need to work on to improve. And as we discussed before, there are three fundamental questions that we can answer through science. Number one, how do we hit it straighter? We hit it straighter by understanding the relationship between your club face and your swing plane at impact. Number two, how do we hit it longer? We hit it longer by understanding the relationship between swing speed, ball speed, attack angle, launch angle, and spin. And finally, number three, how do we hit it over and over again consistently? Well, we eliminate using small muscles and focus on using your large muscles in your swing. Okay, this is all piece of cake, right? <laughs> Never. Golf is an endless journey of improving and perfecting. And as I said before, this game of golf can be so complex, yet so simple at the same time. It's an individualized game that you really can't try to mimic or compare like exactly with anyone else. And along with the black and white fundamentals of science, it also offers more complex, a variety of colors and shades, which is mixed with technique, science, and art, you know, the creative side of it. And it, it, it involves mental, physical, and even spiritual component that when it's all aligned, understood, and executed, you can fully experience the fullness of it and appreciate the infinite details and beauty of it all. Man, you guys all with me? Okay, that's awesome. Hey, I, I really hope this can help give you a new perspective on your growth and help you reach your full potential. Again, don't forget to leave me a review or share this podcast. I will give you a shout out on my next episode. But in the meantime, thanks for listening to Better Golf Academy podcast. I really appreciate you being here. Love you guys. Bye for now.